Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee's Erotic Library. On this podcast, I'm inviting you into my personal library to experience my favorite erotica. All of the volumes that I will read from are on my shelves. Each week, I will treat you to a piece of erotica, either my own or from one of my favorite authors. Some weeks, I will be joined by these amazing authors themselves, and you will have the chance to hear them read their own work. This podcast is being supported by my Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash Lori Beth Bisbee. For people who subscribe, you will have access to special interviews with authors and readings and also to special events. So grab your drink of choice, get comfortable, and enjoy a peek into my erotic world. Hey everyone, welcome to Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee's Erotic Library. And on the podcast today, I have the incredible Ralph Greco Jr. He is an ASCAP licensed songwriter, professional playwright, the senior East Coast correspondent, reviewer, and interviewer for VintageRock.com, press liaison for the Erotic Heritage Museum, editor-in-chief for the Sex Files weekly column at shortandsweetnewyorkcity.com. That's NYC, guys. That's how it's spelled. Um, columnist for sexpert.com, blogger for latex designer Donna Matrix Designs, co-host of the naughty Licking Non-Vanilla podcast with M. Christian, which is a fabulous show, and a professional copywriter for adult as well as mainstream clients around the world. Ralph's short fiction, erotic and straight poetry and essays have been published in eight countries, in major market magazines and small press, in various anthologies and single author short story collections. Ralph's one act plays have been much published in a complete collection as they've been produced across the US. His self-penned, self-produced, salacious songs and dirty words theater show has been performed off Broadway in New York City so off the theaters were almost in New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Ralph. Hi, how are you? Hello, everyone. Uh, what is Ralph guy? Sounds really great. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, I, I write my own press, so it's definitely hyperbole, believe me. <laughs> it is good to have you back. So um, thank you. the last I time I interviewed you and we just had a great conversation about we did. the world of writing and, yes. um, and also some rock and roll. And yes. this time you're going to read something for us. What are you going to read for us? Yeah, a uh, short story called Ladies Powering Down. And what, what I did here was, I, we talked about this the last time. Sometimes if, I, if I'm if i on the mind, I like to mix my genres. So this is kind of my mix of futurist, semi-futurist fiction, science fiction with erotica, with satire. If I get to do that, that's when I'm, I'm at my happiest. And I think I did that here in this in this very short piece. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Over okay. So here. I'm going to open it up and read it. Thank you, sweetheart. And I hope everybody's doing well out there and uh, continued good health, everybody. I just want to say that at the beginning here. Okay. Here we go. Ladies powering down. Facing the lady's milky white complexion. I had to admit I was impressed with Barry's attention to detail. Staring at me, not a sign of life, or I should say power, in her liquid, violet-flecked eyes, was a perfect replica of the white, naked statue, table woman set piece from the Corova milk bar of A Clockwork Orange. Although slightly unnerved stepping through the movie to maven section of the house, I had to admit Barry had done his homework. My bestie met me in the hallway a minute later, his deep-set brown eyes flicking side to side, and I knew Barry was as much fearing the money he was losing this weekend as contemplating what might have happened to his house here, as well in his houses in New York and Berlin. Real get back to you yet, I asked. They're running fail but it's not from their end. McDaniels, Rawhide? Jesus, Rufus, tell me something here. Come on, this is what I pay you for. Well, technically, you know, pay me, I said, and wished I hadn't. I enjoyed an expertly taxed hidden, digitally monthly remitted annuity from my ex-college roommate's very lucrative robot brothel business. And I, as much as he, did not want to see things come to a halt, even if one of his ladies had attacked a client the night before. Catching the perfect replica of a statuesque Jessica Rabbit off to my right, 
I shuddered to think what it would be like trying to battle that big fake lady rabbit if she happened to set her considerable bulk into attack mode. Calling McDaniels a rawhide is my last resort, okay? I understood. Who'd want to reach out to their competitors when they were suffering through possibly the worst day their business had ever known? Barry, sorry, but I really have no clue, I added. I hadn't done so much as take a look at the lady. Oh, by the way, we never call them dolls or robots. We always call them ladies. Whose vice grip hand had to be machine loosened from a client's, well, let's just say not his neck the night before. I had helped Barry install the first of the modern prototypes he had acquired after the law had finally loosened and no government from the U.S. to Ukraine could see their way to making human doll, sorry, lady, sex illegal anymore. Basically, technically, it wasn't sex. Humans had been and would continue to rub up in and out of objects when other humans weren't available, or even when they were. So how could a sex doll robot brothel be penalized for the service they provided? Reading through downloaded directions with Barry that first day over two years ago, him conjoling, conniving, and convincing various financial partners to his earbud, we set the first three ladies in a New York City loft, and by nightfall, we were open for business. The smidgen more I had read about operations beyond what Barry had, he who had never had any time for reading, in college or out of it, I had no clue what was happening presently any better than he did. That he wanted to be here, mainly for moral support, it didn't surprise me. My best guess, your randy and ripe competitors didn't do this. They have about as much knowledge about the technology as we do. This wasn't an insult. Synth pimps like Barry, at the high end of this particular sex doll business, sorry, ladies, left most of the technology to online interfaces they paid a hefty service fee for, be it to a real date corp, Barry's supplier, or some other manufacturer. Something like this would take a lot of know-how, I added. Leap poop. I heard Barry's bud call. McDaniels, he tapped his in, in his ear and cheated down the hall as Barry took the call. Among his eccentric taste in collectibles was an ancient Coke vending machine Barry had installed to the right of the brothel's entrance. I went to the behemoth, leaned on its creaky red and gray lever, and released an ice-cold bottle of ambrosia from the machine's inner fridge. Shukuka pick slish, it said. Bending the top of the bottle to the machine's opener lid, I was rewarded with a frosty liquid sigh. Yeah, yeah, us too, Barry was saying as I walked back to him. If my buddy's moon-shaped face was ashen before, it was translucent by the time, he said. Give me an hour. Rufus is here. Round up Gale and Snemmet and see if you can. His Maisie series, he said to me, tapping off the call as I rode the fluted cold green bottle between my fingers. Uh, willowy brunettes, elfin features, huge knockers, he start, began to describe. Yeah, those. Um, two rolled over and crushed a client, broke two ribs. Three of his big bouncers had to pull the guy out from under. Why would somebody want two Maisies, I began. It was Barry's turn to raise an eyebrow. Okay, okay, I surrendered. I preferred my partner's human. What did I know Barry's clientele's specific wants? So, what do you think? Some right-wingers? That feminist group from the red light district finally walked away from the canal long enough to organize? Well, I said to him, there is another possibility. I threw down two gulps of soda and steeled myself for the explanation I knew Barry, McDaniels, tech people, Gail and Snemmet, and whoever Rawhide brought over when they finally caught up with us wouldn't want to face. These days, it takes very little for a robot to seek answers on their own across the net, linking to their fellows for help, even problem solve on a whole higher level, right? And sweet baby Jesus knows there's a lots of rhetoric around about rights for all kinds of people or creatures. The thinking group of machines could grab what's flying around out there as anybody would a Wi-Fi connection could. Yeah, okay, Barry said, reaching for my Coke and finishing in one big gulp. Really, Bar, why couldn't one of your ladies learn to use her body for something other than pleasure, I said, as Barry passed the empty bottle back to me, or the collective high brain catches a seed change on the net wind. Hitting McDaniels now, us here, maybe get a Roy Hyde house, who knows who else, makes me think this might just turn out to be a revolt of some kind. The dolls are staging a coup? Barry have chuckled, still fully from the wall, turned and walked down to the Coke machine himself. I watched his back, suddenly thinking how weird it was that we all assumed our machines, from the tiny butt in Barry's ear to the lumbering antique machine he was then facing, would work as their function intends all the time without fail. The last thing we'd ever consider is them fighting us. 
A bottle did not drop when my buddy leaned on the machine's lever. Giving the metal side one solid punch, then managing a loud exhale, Barry stepped back, spun from the machine, and walked back to me more on his mind than his lost soda. Finny. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, you have taste. What can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> and I've never tasted you. Boom, boom. Thank you very much. You know, what I like about it, what I like so much about it is that it, there is that tongue in cheek aspect to it. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, it's a serious topic. It raises mm -hmm. a serious topic. I try. Yeah, trying, I think so. Yeah. And it's still fun. And so there's mm -hmm. no, you know, you're, you're, you're not in the ethics of it. Yeah, I, I kind of like to. I'm bouncing around on top of that a little bit, and uh, and I and I don't I don't I don't think satire. This is the problem with I I believe with, especially in this country, what people consider satire is usually it's too pointed one way for for it to be satire. It becomes parody or just mocking, and I think satire shouldn't be so 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 specific that you know exactly what I'm saying and you should have a little bit of, uh, like you're saying, a little bit of uh, uh, gray area. Let's put it that way. I think the best stuff does have gray area. I agree. I agree. Oh, in, in, all, in all cases, I agree. Totally agree. Well, because that allows for us to add our own imagination into it, which Absolutely. Is, particularly with erotica is something that's really important. It's what, mm -hmm. it's what will really make something be a universal tur turn on um, or something really only work for a very select few. If you get mm -hmm. we're exactly. too specific, there's no place for you to put your own kinks in, basically. Yeah, and I, and, and I don't think most people want to be told. I don't think I don't think people want to be told things. I think they want to enjoy the thing without being told it. You know, um, and so in, in that little piece, I was trying to be funny first and foremost to be funny, and you know to to and like you said to hit on a couple things little ideas and uh you know just just have a good time with it and make it a little naughty so i mean this this um I, it was this earlier this year that i mm. watched a documentary on um sex dolls and the state of sex dolls mm -hmm. and actually how advanced they now have become the robots have now become mm -hmm. uh, and there was um i mean it was a documentary which was asking you know why would somebody choose um an inanimate yeah mm -hmm. object as a sex partner which i think is an interesting question sure, um sure. and and the men that they interviewed on it um as a psychologist some of them i could understand why mm -hmm. right right their social skills were so poor i got you i got that, you right. you know it was much less threatening to yes. and of course these women um the dolls these women yeah. these robots are right. um are made to heteronormative standard specifications. So yeah. you know, mm -hmm. uh, they're all beautiful. Yes. And, and yeah, and you, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. They're well, depending on your idea of beauty, but idea of beauty, but, right. Yep. Mm -hmm. But the standard idea, you know, of beauty. And so, so, and so if you didn't have social skills, your chance of getting to have sex with somebody who looks like that would not be great if you don't have social skills so far yeah i i don't i don't disagree absolutely and absolutely. so these this at least one of the guys really stood out to me it was like this was this might have been the only way he was going to get to have sex anyway because mm. his social skills were that bad but certainly he never would have attracted a woman who looked like that in the world but he was able to have this relationship with this doll now he wasn't mm. he wasn't with a sophisticated robot he was with a doll okay so really inanimate with the exception mm -hmm. of the sexual parts. Mm -hmm. But the dolls were the conversation for the, for the robots, the conversation was, I mean, it was interesting. The AI was very sophisticated. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I mean, at this point, you, you, there, there's probably sky to limit at this point, you know, I'm thinking, you know. It, it was fascinating to watch the, the programmed flirtation responses and things like that and how that varied. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm still not sure how I feel about it. I mean, you know, I, 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 I obviously read a lot of science fiction and fantasy erotica, and there are definitely novels where there are robots that are like full service and they're so advanced that mm. they're 
they're um, androids, not robots. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so androids are, are, you know, real as opposed to robots, which tend mm-hmm. not to come to that standard. And I could understand that because they had personalities and they weren't programmed. You couldn't program everything about them. They had mm-hmm. some will, some free will. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think of, of this idea of, of having sex with a machine that's taken on human form? I mean, sex with a machine is common. Vibrators are a thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right. So are sleeves. You know, there's all sorts of toys that are, are machines. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it begs the question that um, you're, you're you're approaching a doll or a robot for a certain experience. You're probably not approaching, you know, a vibrating cock ring or a dildo, you know, right. um, because in that case, it's I'm using this instrument just just for that purpose. You know, I'm not cuddling up this instrument using anything else more than its friction or insertion, right? You know, right. Vibration. Um, so there is something to be said for, I guess. Th- as in all things, we, we say this all the time, is there is a reason behind why you do what you do, you know. Um, but I, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, and I think most people in, in our game are this way. I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but I would think that most people, I'm, I'm for as much human freedom as possible without Absolutely. impinging on anybody else's freedoms, right? So Absolutely. Um, goes without saying. So I don't see, you know, honestly, I certainly don't see, a mor- I have no more, I don't have a morality base anyway, but I don't have any moral compunction with it. You know, I'm, I'm fine with that. I just, the only thing that you were, when you were saying before, and it's the first time I actually thought about this, this is interesting. Um, there are certain people, you're right, who do not have, for whatever reason, the social skills um, needed to court. Mm-hmm. And certainly certain a certain level of you know whatever and then then the question then becomes does that th- them seeking out a robot or a doll does that do them any good in the long run if they don't interact if it's keeping them from interacting with people but then again if they don't want to interact with people that's fine too well i'm right? not sure so here's the thing because this is where i was going with this you ended up going in the direction i hoped you would um mm-hmm. so here's this thing so so it's not illegal because they're dolls right, right. But we make a big deal about sex workers. Right. And the same clientele often, I, I don't think it's necessarily that they don't want a person. It's that they don't know how to be with a person. Absolutely. And actually, Absolutely. dominatrixes that I know who get clients who are just unable to form a relationship with somebody yep. that isn't a sex work relationship, um, and there are and escorts that I know who also, it's the same thing. They have regular clients who just don't have the social skills and the ability to right. actually form the relationship. And they form relationships with these people. So they're not one-off and they're, not, you know, frequently they don't see them as just clients. They, they gain affection for these people who will stay in their lives for years. Absolutely. And yet these people are risking because it's not legal in various places right, depending right. on the law and and the sex workers are list are, are risking and and um and people um see sex work as horrible or immoral or terrible okay. yeah. but but they can kind of get their head around a machine yeah, so well, it's, it's, i find that difficult right? well it's, it's it is a hypocrisy i mean and and in north america they tried to open a brothel in Canada. Um, so they said on the continent, you know, which is true. It was the first open in, Can- in the North American continent, but it didn't, it didn't happen. So it's still, I don't know if it's, it's still technically illegal. I said here, which is, you know, like that was a part of one of the story. You can't really, there's not a person involved. So, and we know there's certain parts of the country in America where prostitution is legal. So um, I, I agree. I, I don't, uh, but then again, you know, you and I are on the same page here with the sex worker thing. I, I don't understand why that's illegal. And if anything, I, I'd rather it was legal so the girls could be protected or the girls or guys could be protected. And uh, yes, I don't, absolutely. you know, you know, and I understand there's a, but, you know, we, we say this all the time. There, there's a, there's a, I think there's a, and this happens, this is surely true about male ejaculation is, is, a, is, a, is where, where it becomes, because even you see with with certain, this is allowed. But but the male, 
the, when a male ejaculates in whatever situation you ejaculate, that it becomes this this whole legal thing. Right. Um, right. Yeah. No. No. There's like there's there's lots of things. There's lots of there's lots of places where a certain amount of um, BDSM would not be considered illegal because there's no actual ejaculation happening and there's no touching of genitals. The yes, touching of genitals is a thing too. That's that's you know it's like it's like anything else. I say this all the time. You look at you look at like Cardi B's little WAP video and she's showing yeah. showing more breast flesh than you'd ever see if she had if she had her breast exposed exposed. But what you don't see is her nipple because God forbid you show the nipple. You know. So. I know. I know. And then I mean. And it, for me, it's this really weird juxtaposition because we show something like that. We're talking about wet ass pussy. We're talking about sex. It, we're, you know, we're there, it, right? It, and, yeah. and and this is something for fuck the content warnings, right? This mm -hmm. is something I see 10 year olds, 12 year olds boogieing to, right? No kidding. No kidding. Right? Every kid, no kidding. right? Um, no kidding. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to mention the family member, but I remember when, um, um, this person's child was very young. Um, one of the other ones, mm -hmm. one of the other songs, um, I can't, yeah. it doesn't immediately come to mind, but very similar with yeah. the same kind of content the four-year-old was singing. Right, right. So like, right. So it's like, okay, I get that the four-year-old doesn't understand what they're singing, but still it's like, so we'll do that. And right. yet the idea of somebody visiting a prostitute um or a sex worker of any kind is oh my god how horrible how why you know why why are you doing this this um terribly immoral thing and i really have issues around <clears throat> here like in this country which is fascinating the organization that regulates sex therapists okay so it's not my train my organization i'm regulated by the organization that regulates psychologists okay but the organization that regulates sex therapists here um, if one of their members refers someone to a surrogate, they will be struck off the list. Okay. okay. You're not allowed to refer to a surrogate or a sex worker and they have a position against. Right. And I find that amazing because I do talk therapy. These people do mm. talk therapy. We give people exercises. Sometimes people need to actually experience with someone. Yeah, no age. kidding, yeah. And so yeah, I would not think, even doing, you're not even doing the therapy to the best it can be done. Absolutely. <clears throat> and so I would think nothing, I, I mean, I, you know, I think nothing of referring somebody to an appropriate sex worker. I'm certainly not going to experience it with them. No, it's not your job. Right? That's, That's not, not my job. And, and it would be seen as unethical because it's not appropriately not you do. because right. it's not what I do. Right. But they cut that out. because, And so they expect these people, some of whom, not only have sexual dysfunction, but they have no none of the social ability to court mm. and find a partner who's going to be tolerant of their sexual dysfunction, no who's going to work with them on that. So they send people out. Essentially, they're telling people to go out and be humiliated over and over again. Which, you know, propagates the problem. Mm. Right. And, right. Uh, you know, it, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It's just, it's, just, it's just a strange thing that we what we're so afraid of. But but again, I, I you know the things we don't want to talk about are the things that I say this all the time. The things that make us the same. You know, we're avoided. We don't like to talk about poopy, and we all poopy. You know, like it's this crazy stuff that we're afraid of. But it's and maybe it's the stuff that makes us most. I think it's the stuff that makes us most human. So it's kind of weird that you know, like you would you would avoid the things that make us all feel good about ourselves. That hey, we all have this. You know, um, but it's it's a strange thing, I, I, and I don't. I don't know, I, you know, there's, and you know, in America, there's a Puritan, et, Puritan ec, ethic, yes. and everything that's very hard to s subvert. And um, that's at the, that's at the the helm of it all. And like you say, some people just dig in their heels, like that just can't be, you know, you're talking about you, sex workers, forget it. Like, you know, oh yeah, well, I don't, I, you know. I kind of have this discussion with people and <clears throat> sort of, you know, have this discussion, but I feel this way about everything. So I end up talking about this a lot which is that we've lost the ability to have a nuanced conversation. Oh God. I mean, if, <clears throat> if you, if you've ever said anything to me, that's any truer other than the fact that I'm talented and beautiful, I would say that that, that comment is true. That's the, that's the most, yeah. The, the, the nuance of it, you get canceled immediately and you get, you get labeled immediately if you have a question or you have an opposing viewpoint. 
And I, I mean, I, I find that, um, I find that really frightening. I, oh, um, God. I, I, oh, I, God. I write about, you know, the problems with cancel culture because it's, it's just the idea that life is binary in any way is just a humongous falsehood. It just isn't. We all have to sit with ambivalence. There's always shades of gray in everything. You know, there's very little that you can say somebody is 100% good or 100% evil or a concept is 100. You could always find something. And the fact that, you know, I think when you and I were growing up, there was... I'm not saying there wasn't lots of binary stuff. There was, yeah, yeah, but there was more ability to have a nuanced conversation. And oh, part absolutely. of that is we were taught that in school, we were taught things like critical thinking. Another part absolutely. of that was the media wasn't for sale in the same way. Oh, oh so, God, you know, yeah. we, we had, you know, we had a lot more neutral media. It might've had a leaning this way or a leaning that way, but you didn't get these things where you'd, you'd have, on national television, a racist having a conversation and like being openly racist. You would never see that in the media in the 60s and the, and, and the 70s. And you know, and, and, and what's fine, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. I, I think everybody should should have be able to say whatever they want to say. It's just that if, if you come on the air to, to espouse a certain philosophy, you, you know, you, you, I think you, you have every, they have every right to have somebody else to, to come on and tell your you're crazy or you know we're just but the so thing I, is, is that, but that's what the problem is now is that because the media is not the the the, the mostly unbiased right sitting mm. in the middle no, no, no. yeah that you what you get is you get one program that is everything to the right and everybody mm. who watches that is having their own viewpoint validated all the time Valida- and, and it's validation absolutely and that's all it is validation. and there's no exploration i mean you know <clears throat> for me like somebody who says people listening to this will look back on this time, but to have a Supreme Court nominee who sees climate change as something that is a public policy issue Mm -hmm. and doesn't recognize that public policy has nothing to do with whether or not climate change is happening. You know, climate change, that's science. Science is over here. Public policy is something different. Public policy is what you argue about what to do about it, but that's not what she said. You know, she wouldn't come out and make a stand on on climate change because that's a public, a hotly debated public policy mm. issue. I mean, to me, that just epitomizes this problem. It's like, how do you have somebody in a position of authority who doesn't recognize the difference between opinion and fact? And, well, and a judge. For that matter. Yeah. Well, you know, this is this is not the first that this has happened, you know, and, and there has been, you know, I mean, Roosevelt time the time of Roosevelt, he he was stacking. If, well, you wouldn't remember, neither would I. But he was stacking things before the war. What's the famous line is a stitching stitching a switch in time saves nine. So Roosevelt was all about stacking the court the way he wanted. So. These things have been happening for a long time. The problem is, whether you're left or right, center or whatever you are, um, that the, 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 the lines now are so clearly defined that you can't, you can't watch a program that isn't one or the other. And, well, yeah, and, there's no middle. There's no nuance. There's and, absolutely and, no nuance. And, and then if you, were an, a, you had an opposing view to that one or the other, you're labeled one or the other. And I'm just yeah. like asking a question. I'm not, I don't even know. I'm like, I don't have a freaking clue. I'm just asking a question. And you, and you had a very a valid point as well. When you said what most people watch and read when it comes to a political stripe is usually for affirmation and, and validation of their own. They're not looking to be challenged. They just want, you know, this yeah. feels good that these people think like I do. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to wear my mask. Well, these people don't feel like these people are like oh, I do. I'm not going to wear my mask. It's just, it has nothing to do with, you know, it, it's just, I want to just feel good with everybody else around me. That's all this. And that, but that's something, I mean, I think we all, <clears throat> as humans, we've always, we always want validation. We all want validation. It's important. But right. I, I, while I love social media um, in some ways, in other ways, mm. in part, social media is responsible for this, this intense divide 
because the whole point of social media is to be validated, right? You know, I guess, you know, that's as a what people want. They want I, likes, I, they want. I get, you know, it seems to me, it's just, I don't know. I always think I look at it as more like masturbation. I just want to throw this out there and I don't care what you say and I don't care even where it lands on your cute little face. I just want to throw this out there. So I'm waiting for you to post so I can post back. I don't know if I even care about anything other than. Well, <laughs> but, but, but the, and there's that and there's the likes and the things like that. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, someone like me uses social media to educate, uses social media um, for marketing, um, you yeah, know, I understand that. and all those things. But um, and sometimes uses social media to stay in contact with people who are far away because it's yeah, easier. Right. 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 But what I've noticed and, you know, what I noticed over the years is that there there really is like um an agreed upon opinion occurs on any issue, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And then if you deviate from that opinion, you're canceled or you're, you're given hell or whatever. Labor, so yeah. like, I remember when, when the protests started here um, in the US and when the Black Lives Matter protests yeah. started this year, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously they've been around for years and yeah, right. people have been supporting them for years. But when the protests started this year, <clears throat> a number of books were recommended Mm -hmm. on a list um, right. and so all the woke people sent around this list of books that were recommended at the top of the list was a book by a person who had never done anything mm -hmm. other than toot their own horn mm -hmm. right who was espousing things and you know, you know, espousing things about feminism and living in, in, a, in an environment in which feminism doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it was just like, it was so clearly, I mean, it was, it was a well done marketing move, right? But it was yeah, so yeah. clearly, uh, I'm going to toot my own horn, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm making myself this jump expert. on this. Jump I'm on making this myself this, I am this expert. I wrote this book and, yeah. you know, and I was like, but what, when somebody writes a book, one of the questions you ask is what qualifies them to talk about whatever it is they're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So um, these people would be sending around these lists that everybody should read these things and understand them. And right. I said, I won't forward this list. And I got, you know, oh, you're racist. And I'm like, okay, can I? I brought yeah. my husband in the room. I'm like, will you talk yeah. to them? I can't even, right? Yeah. Um, not only am I not white, but... Mm -hmm. I'm embedded in, in a POC community. I champion POC and um, uh, actually all types of POC that includes mm -hmm. indigenous folks. I champion their voices, their pages. I probably have more people who are, <clears throat> who would be classified as non-white on my platforms than mm -hmm. any of my colleagues who are pale skinned, yeah. right? So I was like, yeah, I'm not even going to take that. But it, this woman got really furious with me because she said, I had to understand what this person was saying. I said, no, I don't. I don't have to take the word of her just because she's um, black and Arab, right? Well, that doesn't qualify her. That doesn't, if you ask me, if you tell me I need to read Tanesi Coates, I may or may not agree with Tanesi Coates, but I need to read his work. He's a scholar. Mm -hmm. I might say, yes, of course. Thank you for the recommendation and go and read the book. Yeah, yeah. But you're telling me I need to read this person who's self-proclaimed, self-taught, amazing. Why? And accept that. And if I don't accept that, that's right. right. Well, that, that's the thing. The, the thing is that, and I say this, I, I, I don't know how many times I say this all the time. Even if the, this, the, the opinion you hear is, is abhorrent to you, it's still somebody's opinion. They're entitled to it. So right. you're entitled right. to say, you know what? That book doesn't work for me, and I don't want to send this list around for a multitude of reasons. Some that I, if you ask me, I'll defend. If you don't ask me, I don't have to even explain it to you. I just don't want to. And that should end the story. I, I shouldn't have to give you the reason. If it's my opinion, I, it's just and, my opinion. It, it's okay to have a, and, and be, a dissenting but be, opinion. But beyond that, it's the it's the whole cancel. It's this. It, it's it's well, you you know, you don't you're not doing things correctly. And oh, I know. And, I and, know. and for me, when a lot of the times it's people much younger than I am who are telling me these things. Well, I, yeah, know? I don't want to say and that, I, and, but but it's the truth. And I'm I'm sort of like, okay, you 
just, you know, age doesn't necessarily mean you can't have an opinion, but you're telling me stuff and I ask you questions about major events and things and you don't even know, I give you major names and you don't even know who these people are. So why am I going to send an educational list around that you're recommending? So I, I went, I did my own thing, right? And I, you know, yeah. I decided to do something different, but, but it, it, it's, it's in all of these areas. And I think especially around sex and especially around what's considered okay in erotica and what's considered okay in terms of publishing. If you look at what's going on, there's such a binary story. Well, that goes yeah, on. I don't understand either is that if you're, if you're championing, championing and espousing tolerance, which is at the root of all this stuff you're talking about, yeah. especially with a certain generation, um, you know, being woke, I'd rather stay asleep, but if you'd be woke, whatever you want to do, using that term, you're, you're insinuating that you, you know something I don't, and you're insinuating that you're more aware than I am not, that's fine, but to me, being an aware human being means you're, you're loving and tolerant to others, that would be the, that's the priest, that's first thing right if you're more aware than the next guy more evolved for me to be the the most evolved is to be caring and 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 loving to other people that's that's the top of it empathetic and all that stuff and in that is tolerance but if you're not tolerant then how then how you're, you're not carrying on the whatever you're trying to say to me anyway you know so i think where where did the tolerance go for a dissenting opinion? Where did and to, to honestly say, well, you say that, boom, you're canceled. Well, well and I, you to tell me, you know, I mean, I think I think that it's fostered in a bunch of ways, and I and and I and I believe that often people are are unaware of the uh, the machination underneath, right? So there's the degree, and you can say in some communities the tolerance went because people are still being treated like shit. Yep, hear that, right? Get mm. that, understand that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not tolerant of your viewpoint because I've been fighting and fighting and fighting. You're still not listening to me. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Totally absolutely. get that. However, That's just as valid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally get that. However, unless you're going to kill everybody of the opposing viewpoint, I know that sounds extreme, mm -hmm. um, but unless you are going to exterminate everybody of the opposing viewpoint, mm -hmm. if you don't demonstrate some tolerance, you're not converting anybody. What? You have to meet people where they are and move them to where you want them to be. If you are too far away oh, from exactly. where they are, they will not hear anything. All they will hear yeah. is your anger, your upset, your well, you're telling them that they're wrong. Well, you know, that therein may lie the problem that, and don't don't take this the wrong way, but what I'm saying is because you not you but you, the you in general right want to convince someone else like i don't and i i'm not a saint by any means um i just play one on television but i don't care about converting anybody to my opinion i don't care i just don't, i don't care what your opinion is but the reason it, that the reason that i'm saying convert them to their opinion is because i'm thinking about the larger issues like rights so for example the only way that you, that that you give people that you see as other more rights is if you can if you can really understand their opinion and think oh about I, it, no i, I absolutely which requires agree. a degree of conversion otherwise well I, yeah i or to, uh, let's say i would be more comfortable with the word tolerance as a bit as opposed to conversion yeah because i would i would like tolerance first and you can do your next step i am i in my life and not that not that anybody gives a shit except for me i only go to tolerance i don't go any further i just don't I don't care what the issue is. I don't care who it's about. I don't go any further than tolerance. That's as that's as much as I can do, and that's where I stop because I'm not I'm not I'm not I don't even know my own opinion most of the times. I don't want to convert anybody. I don't want to even argue an opinion. I don't. I have no political stance. I have no, none. So I just I'm out. I'm out. I you know I'm a croupier. I just clap my hands. I'm out um, because I'm too old now to to give a shit. But I do care about. Uh, human decency and tolerance. That's the only things I care about. So I would fight for human decency if you see somebody in a, in a in a in a situation where they're being abused or you know, you know, physically abused. I step in, you know. 
But as far as the rest of this goes, I don't get involved. But that's I, I, what I, 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 I guess so what I'm saying is, is that it, it, I mean, and convert might be the wrong word, but in order for in order for these sorts of things to change, people have to be able to see each other's viewpoint. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. that doesn't Absolutely. happen when you start. You have to meet them where they are in order to move them. You yeah, might not know where yeah, they I'm are, sure. but you have to you have to be able to understand where they are and where their fear of change comes from, their concern around change comes from. If you don't have an understanding about that, you come in at an angle where all they then hear is blah, blah, you know, you remember the, the teacher in them? Charlie Brown. Yeah, that, that, and you're right. I mean, I, th- I just think it's a, it's a matter of just, even if you don't agree, you just say, look, cool. That's cool, man. I'm, gl- I'm glad you, you know, I'm, I'm a champion your right to say whatever you want to say, even if it's terrible stuff, right? Say what you got to say. I champion your right to say it. I don't have to agree with it. And I may disagree with it, but but at least I, I'm sympathetic to whatever. Because like you said, too, I have no, I have no clue about any other, any, I have not walked in anybody else's shoes. Yeah, I barely get my shoes on. I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get involved in anybody else's shit. So I, how could I speak for anybody? How, how do I know what they're thinking? You know. Well, and but that's, and I, and I do think, you know, and so I do think, like when I look at, look at, look at this, and I look at the world of sex in, in, in relation to all of this, mm. we have this same thing going on when people talk about sex and relationships. It's like, all of a sudden, there's the right way to do everything. Right. Right. Everything has a right way. And right, I'll have right. a youngster tell me, no, that's wrong. Um, I was on, I was on a podcast um, on polyamory and, and, mm. um, and I'm doing TikTok now and, um, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I did a TikTok um, on um, polyamory. I'm doing a series on polyamory and I did mm-hmm. one on hierarchy and, um, somebody, somebody, I said, put in the comments below if you want, if there's a word you want me to define. And somebody threw mm. in the comments, oh, I want you to define those horrible, disgusting unicorn hunters. And I'm like, this is the same thing that came up on the podcast. Mm. And I'm like, well, a unicorn hunter is a term. Mm. Um, it's a term for a couple that are looking for a, a single, often usually a single girl. Okay. It doesn't mean they're looking for a single girl to abuse. It doesn't mean they're looking for a single girl to only have sex with and not have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean, but there's a dogma around this that 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 the couple's heterosexual it doesn't even mean that, right? Okay. But there's a dogma around it that it's a heterosexual couple who are looking for a single girl. And I'm going to say these words too. I'm going to use the words. Um, <laughs> I love it. And they use their couple privilege mm-hmm. in order to deny the single girl the relationship she deserves. Okay. All right. This is sex, not politics. Mm-hmm. That level of dogma isn't going to help anybody. Mm-hmm. There are people who, I've been a unicorn. It can be fun. I knew mm-hmm. exactly what I was getting into. Right, Nobody so. was denying me anything. There right. was no you're, you're, you're set up for it. Right. Right. So, you know, so like it isn't necessarily some weird abusive position that heterosexuals do, which it was the energy. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Right. not everything heterosexuals do is horrible. You know, it's like, what, yeah. where is this animosity and this polarization coming from? And it seems to be a, just a feature of, I believe actually because people are not being taught critical thinking. So they're not being taught how, I mean, we had to learn how to evaluate other people's opinions. I remember having to do reports and having to do debate team. And I mean, not the team was voluntary, but in class we had to do debate, right? And they assigned us a viewpoint we had to defend. So we learned to actually listen to somebody else's viewpoint and think Mm. about somebody else's viewpoint. Mm -hmm. I don't see that anymore. No, well, it's, it's because I have the ability to form my opinion, have my opinion, and exp- and expend- expouse my opinion, and puke it into the world. And I don't have to listen to you, uh, your your counter opinion. I, I could just say it and get get on with myself. I could tweet it 
and twat it and do whatever I need to do. And it's out there and it's over. And, and right, I've, right. I, so I puked it. I've done what I wanted to do, but I don't have to listen to critical thinking. I don't have to. And then if you come and I, and then I can quickly find people who, who feel like me and you come in here and we don't feel like you, well, you're, we're going to cancel you. So that's right. what happens. There's no, there's none of that. Like take a breath, take a step for a second. So that's the immediacy thing, isn't it? Because I was trying to think about why, why is, why is it so different now? And I, a, I feel yeah, like I sound like an old lady, right? But no, it is, it, like, yeah, the gratification we were, quickly. Well, yeah, when we were growing up, I mean, you know, your television show that you wanted to watch was on once a week. You had nothing to record it with until, you know, exactly. when I was over exactly. 10 years old. By the time we had, you know, the, there was the possibility of a. Um, oh, I, I, me too. Me right? too. I mean, I'm older than you and, and I. You know, I mean, I yeah. You was like, what was fun was summertime. You'd see the repeats. Yeah, oh, I didn't catch the so, show when it was. That's right. Funny. Anything you missed, you were happy about repeats then because if you missed it, you got to finally see it. Because if you didn't see it the first, you know, weren't in the house at that time. If the phone rang, you know, up until I was a teenager. When I was a teenager, ha, huh, we got um, um. With three-way or like, or like a, 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 an answer phone, right? We oh, got an answer yeah. phone. And I then, then I could, you know, when I was a teenager, but before that we had no answer phone. So if somebody called me, I didn't know about it. If I wasn't home, you know, I, it's, <laughs> I mean, my friend, yeah. I mean, when you know, when he first came out with um, call waiting, yeah. My friend Tom said to me, it's the same thing as getting a busy signal because if somebody calls me a call waiting and I click over, I say, oh, I'm busy. I'll call you back. It's the same thing as a busy signal. Like, so like all these things, I mean, you, you know, you can't step top, you can't stop technology and, and it's wonderful in a lot of ways, but it engenders all the things we're talking about. Yeah, you know? no. And so it is definitely something that, um, this got really serious, but it is something that we, I, know. I would love to see, I would love to see people talk more about how we redress the balance in a way, um, because I think we've lost something really precious. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, I think I, there are times when I, I go to write something. I'm like, I should, because I, I was going to write something recently and, and I went to do it and I said, I don't fucking care. Like, that's basically how I get, I, I spend my day maybe charged up in the morning about an idea. I'm like, oh, you know what I could, I could. And I'm thinking like, first of all, I'm not on social media, so nobody will see it. And be like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not, like, what am I trying to do? I like, I have an opinion, and I'm, and I'm screaming into the wilderness. Nobody cares. So like, I don't give a shit. I'm like, I don't care. Like, so like, most of these things that happen in the world around me that that I shake my head at or the things you're talking about, I just go, whatever, dude. It's got nothing to do with me. I, I I'm not in that world. And actually, the world is passing me by. And I I said this the other day to somebody, the world's passing me by, and I'm completely, completely happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I really don't give a shit. Well, I. On that note, I mean, this been. This has been a lot of fun. A bit more yes. serious than these ordinary, narrowly are. But I'm never predictable. I like to see where conversations go. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, if people want to find your work, what's the best way to do that? Where should they be looking? Oh, I don't know. Um, you know what? Probably go to Licking Non Vanilla. Go to the. Go to the. I think there's a Twitter page and there's a. Yep. And uh, yeah, and then just go to licking non vanilla. So it's it's licking and then the non, which has a space in the vanilla. So go there, and then that'll that'll get you into portals and whatever. And then you know I'm contactable at. Uh, uh, let me give you my email address for anybody who cares. Um, it's Ralphie. So that's R A L P H I E D A writer. So it's Ralphie the writer at gmail.com. So you're from my home area. That's why. Right. Ralphie, the writer. Come on. And uh, yeah. you got to get all you got to get your ass over here. We got to go to the diner. I know. Well, we will go to the diner as soon as fucking some of COVID goes away. I can't get on. Yeah. A plane yet. Yeah. But, but that would be fun. We'd have we would have we would have a blast. man. We are going to have fun. And I'll I'll yeah. I'll do a video clip when we're at the diner because we have That'll be to. fun. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So um the. Um, email address and the name of the podcast with a link so that you can go and listen to it because it's superb. Yeah. We'll be in the podcast notes. Um, I look forward yes. to seeing you all next week. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe, yes. but have fun. And yes. um, I encourage you to head over to Facebook, believe it or not, and join my membership group, which is Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee's membership group. Very straightforward. Oh, that's creative. Wow, you, went all, you went all you went all out on I that. Know, one, incredibly you? creative. So it's um <laughs> it's um it's uh, facebook.com forward slash groups and then it's 
forward slash Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Um, that is the place where I am putting all new content first. We Ooh. do um, fun events, fun free events in there. And um, you also get discounts on all the paid things. Um, the last thing we did on National Bosses Day, um, I came with my two masters and we did a thing on power exchange. So that's how we celebrated National Bosses Day. Every month I do an Ask Me Anything and it truly means anything because my friends and family go in there and ask me all the things I wouldn't ever want to answer. <laughs> no, normally want to talk about, right? Yeah, they you. always do it. So do go over and join. It's a lot of fun. Um, and that link will also be in the podcast notes. If you have a writer that you want me to have read, you need to tell me. So please send me their name um, and I will do my best to either get them to read or get permission to read their work. See you all soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, any recording would be good. Thanks for joining me on this erotic adventure. Join me again next week for more exciting erotica. Visit my websites, drlauriebethbisbee.com and drlauriebethbisbee.press for more information about what I'm doing and what services are available. Check out my weekly internet radio show, The A to Z of Sex, on the Health and Wellness Channel, voiceamerica.com, Thursdays at 11 a.m. PST, 2 p.m. EST, 7 p.m. BST, and that's a live show. If you've got suggestions for this show or authors you'd like to hear, email me at lori beth at dr. Lori beth Bisbee dot press. Have a great week. <laughs>